Now you look like a real boy. Hello. Good morning, Mr. Merlin, man. How are you today? Uh, I'm very well, Dan. How are you? You sound like maybe you have a cold. No, should I? Would you like me to get one? Yeah. Uh, I felt a little under the weather the other night, but it's mostly just early. But uh, okay. no, I don't we think should I have move a cold. this show. Let's do the show later. Start doing it later. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> All right, go ahead. <clears throat> so it's, it's it's a little stressful, you know, to get it ready this yeah. this fast. Yeah. Not that anybody cares. No. This isn't the show, right? No, this isn't one. No. 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 Now, do you have a cold? Did you you went to uh you went for the second time in like what almost five years? You went somewhere. <laughs> did, did you, you you know what? We shouldn't get into it. You went to this uh, conference. Uh, did you have a good time? I mean, it was uh, it was a great conference up there in uh, in Brooklyn. You've been in Brooklyn, right? You used to hang out there a lot. I was in Brooklyn for almost a whole evening once. Yeah, I had uh, I had barbecue there, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot but, of time uh, in uh, Manhattan instead of mm-hmm. instead of Brooklyn because uh, we have sponsors. I went and visited uh, uh, Little Ryan. Finally met Little Ryan in person. I saw a photo of you guys. It oh, was an man. explosion of handsome. He's so little. <laughs> Oh Isn't my he god, little? he's so tiny. He's growing so fast though, it's hard to keep him in shoes. I know. I know. Is it his hair's getting pretty long too? Oh huh? man. Yeah. But Did I've I've, I've been I've been told by informed parties that it it uh it, it works well for him. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if they'll eventually have an intervention. I remember when I just I just got a haircut, which changes everything for me. Um getting a haircut and shaving is, is when I learn what people really think I look like. Because they, they seem taken aback. They see me and they go, hmm, wh- wow, hmm, wow, you look better. You know, I'm like, well, geez. You know, it's like, it is like the classic, you look nice today. It's like, well, was I, <laughs> was I an unlovable hag on the other day? <laughs> um, but no, I, uh, it's, uh, getting a haircut changes everything. Now, here's the thing in my house. I had very, have you ever seen what kind of hair I had? I used to have really silly helmet hair when I was a kid. Helmet? Helmet, like uh, you know, like Hel- the Helm- to, uh, oh, helmet, Helmut, 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 yeah, the uh, from but the from family. the Hebrew. Oh, for, Helmut for, for, from the for, Helmudic, yes, like Helmudic debate, yes, meaning uh, protecting oneself or thyself. Okay, that's transitive hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have to use a stick <laughs> for that? <laughs> the little, the little rod. Yeah, what's it called the lachaim? What's lachaim. it called? Yeah, that's it. The lachaim. <laughs> My, my Have you ever shouted I. that? L'chaim! <laughs> All the time. <laughs> you do. I think Mazel, Mazel Tov is a little play. Mazel Tov! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. You inhabit the, the Tevye. Spent, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, You've got that in you. Mm-hmm. Deep. Deep inside. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to go next. I this think is you, a lot of... I think you, you of, quit now. Drop the mic. Back away. Yeah. Can't, can't Can do any better. I don't want to say this because it's going to sound, it's going to, it's going to offend somebody. I shouldn't say it. Don't. Um, Never. Okay. My daughter and I were at the mall one day at this place where they got like a little bouncy house. That is offensive. And this place is super weird. Um, It's, it's really, really weird and it's really bright and, and there's lots of bouncy stuff and they have lots of parties there, but A, they don't have a bathroom. Yeah. Okay. And B, there's no place to change a kid's diaper. You have to go to the, out to the mall and go to the, 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 the public mall restroom. So you've got two kids. Like, when do you not need a bathroom? 
Baffling Which is weird to me that you would have a place for, Why are for we kids back on this? for a birthday. What people tune in for? So we were there. And here's the other thing is people are they're gonna change diapers. You're not gonna not gonna you're not gonna not change diapers. So it's better to give people a place. You know what I'm saying? You ever find diapers on the road? <laughs> you ever seen a road diaper? Road diapers <laughs> what happens when you don't give people a bathroom. <laughs> it's like it's like in San Francisco. One time I was walking through the park and there's this really this this insane woman who takes care of our park. And I, you know, I was part of this little miniature movement a few years ago. Every morning I get up, take a um, like a grocery store bag, go through the park and pick up a grocery store bag worth of trash, right? Direct action. And because uh, there was no, there was no uh, trash cans. And so at one point I said to this person, I said, hey, it seems to me uh, that there would be a lot less trash on the ground f- to be a nuisance and for you to clean up if we had two or three more garbage cans in the park. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. I nixed that. I didn't want that. I just have to empty those. Mm. So she'd rather apparently ride around on some garbage tractor <laughs> like like picking up after teenagers, then emptying the trash can like a gentleman. I'm just saying, people are going to throw trash on the ground. You can either have a can there or not. So we're at this place, and they have birthday parties there. I shouldn't say this is going to offend somebody. We're there, and you know you got to put the thing up on the, the sign up on the party door to say happy birthday to to the kid, right? And uh, and uh, there's a lot of people running around yarmulkes and stuff. It said happy birthday Shmuel, and and I turned to my daughter and said Eleanor. I can tell you as your father, you're going to have a lot of problems in life. You're going to, you're going to know everybody's got to share problems. Certainly having me as a father is not going to help. But as I stand here today, at least I can promise you that you're not a nine-year-old boy named Shmuel. Isn't that rough? Shmuel. Shmuel. Isn't Shmuel kind of a tough name? Not. No, I would say no. Is your real name Shmuel? Is that the problem? Do you have a dear friend or a relative named Shmuel? <clears throat> no, I, I, never, I think it's... Toes? I'm looking it up right now. Hang on. What do you think about funny names? Now, Shmuel's not a funny Shmuel, name. Fun- the Hebrew Shmuel's equivalent a... of the name Samuel. Did you know that? See, I would have gone, gone with Samuel. Yeah, just call him Sam. That's a nice name. It's like turning William into womb. <laughs> now, hmm. it's early here. It's really early. <laughs> now, my family, well, you got helmet hair, and you know, eventually you got to cave and get a haircut, mm-hmm. right? Cave and haircut, haircut, two bits. Cave and haircut. You know what? <laughs> and uh, and so uh, you know what? It's early. I'm not really awake. And so when I get a haircut, I don't know if you ever got this. It looks like you've had some pretty broad hair at various times in your life. And I always got exactly. Oh, I've got, the I've got same. pictures to show you. There's that one where you were looking really handsome when you're like about 13 and you're wearing like a leisure suit. And you know what it was? It was your uh, lachaya mitzvah. Yeah, that's it was right. Your, it was my. It was, I was just kicking it, and relaxing after your, the big day. Our muscle. Yeah. Yeah, you look great in that photo. You should put that in show notes. Should, Dan, it. where do people find show notes for this episode um, if you don't mind? No, I don't mind, actually. I don't mind. Five, five by five dot TV slash B is in boy, two is in the number, W is in women slash 89 is what I have for this. Does that sound right? Yeah, eight, nine. Yeah, I'm a little underprepared. And by that, I mean I, I'm barely prepared at all for this. But... um. And it was almost as though there were regular staff meetings in my family to say certain, exactly the same words for exactly the same events over and over and over until you felt like you were losing your mind. So, so one of them might be when my grandmother sat down at a Chinese restaurant, she'd say me like you fly lice. It might be that when we uh, went out uh, somewhere that was somewhat opulent, my grandfather would say, I wonder what the poor people were doing. Um, and then sometimes uh, there'd be a long line and he'd say, I wonder what they're giving away. These are the kinds of things that you say in my family. 
There's many more if you'd like to hear. I have many, many of them. Um, oh, sometimes my grandmother would say, all this in heaven too. <laughs> you say that things are going <laughs> Right. And uh, every time I got a haircut, everyone in my family would say exactly the same thing. Now you look like a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> now you look like a real boy. <laughs> and the, the emphasis was always on real, <laughs> as though I were perhaps Pinocchio. Right. Right? Hmm. Now you look like a real boy. Now you look... Yeah. Did you have those in your family? Did you have little funny sayings people would say? <clears throat> Only I one. I writing them all down. <laughs> Only one, and my mom might say it. Can I, can I ask what it was? Uh, and if you don't like it, you can go live with your father. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. And here's, here's how deeply that stuff gets encoded, though. <laughs> Even as I was just <laughs> saying the, the words, uh, you know, I said emphasis on the word real. Um, I, I remember my grandmother constantly saying she would misspeak something, and when she misspoke, she would say, I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> and I'm guessing, like, there was probably some radio routine. Yeah, she it's, the, it's something funny. Yeah. Or it was, yeah. like, in the 40s. <laughs> 40s. We should have skipped the 30s and p- probably half of the 40s. Oh, I found the picture you're talking about. I'll put this in the show notes. The handsome photo. Now, there's two of them uh, that, that you may be thinking of. One of them, yeah, no, one of them you can see the, uh, I'm, like, sitting at a table, the other one's a little. You look bit real happy. Up. You look like things are going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is awesome. I'll put this one in. It's, this photo. Is, it's in the show notes. One of our very. This is how early... I roll, dude. It's, come on, it's how I roll. Yeah, there's a picture of you with a basketball player who's really a baseball player. There's a whole bunch. That no, he's you, a you football player. He was playing basketball, but I know he was playing mean. basketball. Yeah. Is that a common thing in Philadelphia? Do you have multi-sport? Uh... No. Okay. Huh. Let me see if I can find this one of me with the helmet here. I don't really have anything for today, Dan. Did did uh, did you did you have anything you want to talk about today? I think this is probably, is this what two people tune in for, do you think? Oh, we got four sponsors, so it better be a damn good show. We've never, Dan, I saw you right typed in the robot, distracting me. We don't, we've never had four sponsors ever. Never done four at once. Huh. Well, tell me, tell me about something you like. Oh, like we, <laughs> just starting up. And I don't know how long you right got. Now. I mean, I got, I got, I've just got to. You might burn here, through everything it, you've got. Why don't we start with Shutterstock? I don't think we've done them first. Let's do them first. Let's do we'll them. Do them first. Let's do them. Shutterstock.com, 20 million stock photos. They got vectors, they got illustrations, they got video clips. You're looking for something, you're building something. You're building a website, Merlin. You're building mm-hmm. an I'm iOS building a website. Yeah. You, want, you want to put some vector art on a tote bag for your, your event. I don't know what you do over there. <laughs> Whatever it is you want to do, you, you, can, you can go here. You can download yeah, any of their you images. You need to know what I do. You need to know, you need to know, know that I need, I need some art. You need some art. You need some, they do video stuff too. Don't limit it. Well, I guess video is art. Video is art. But you mm-hmm. go, you download an image, you get, you get, they don't nickel and dime you. Some places, oh, you want the high definition thing? Well, it's extra. They don't do that. Oh, you want the large size image? No, it's one price. And as you're browsing around, you put, you say, oh, I like this. You chuck it into your light box. And when it's in your light box, it's there and ready for you to pick out and make a package out of it and buy it anytime you want. They have an, they have an iOS app for the iPad that lets you do this too. It's really cool stuff. And, and they have enhanced licenses, which apparently this means something to, to a lot of people. And what that means, I guess, is that uh, if, if you want to do things like print it or use it in, you know, for your company in some deeper way, they'll let you do it. They have 24-hour support during the week. You sign up for you don't need to give them a credit card. And uh, we're giving them a special discount here, 30% off. 
And here's the code, back to work 10, back to work spelled out in the number 10. You'll get 30% off any package once you find the images you like. You want to purchase them. Really great folks over there at Shutterstock. And uh, let's keep them happy. Keep them coming back, Merlin. Shutterstock.com. Thank you, Shutterstock, for supporting 5x5 and back to work. I'm going to go there today. Go there today. Because I got this... I got this tote bag sitting here doing nothing for me. Nothing. I just sent you a um, a photograph. Of what tote I think maybe bag. The, oh, tote bag. Where's your tote bag? Sent, uh, it's full of candy. <laughs> I dropped I dropped a book bag yesterday, and my daughter repeated it. And then she she asked me once again why I keep saying book bag. So she we got to bring her around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to turn it. I just sent you a photo on the robot. I think it might be the only extant photo of my chest, my my naked chestal area. What? And it's a good representation of my helmet here. Hang just on, for hang on, hang on. Uh, good-looking guy. Get ready for this. Mm-hmm. The se- first one or the second one? First one. I click the second one. <laughs> That's okay. They're both good. They're both pretty good. Dan's looking at uh, photographs uh, of me from uh, 1976. It just says photo, and it's blank. Hmm. It's not showing. Okay, there. <laughs> What's with guy? the hair color? That's nuts. I used to have very, very blonde hair. Very. Blonde. I was uh, I was bleached by the sun. Yeah, both of those pictures. Oh, that one with you writing is awesome. Yeah, I I, I want to use that for uh, for something. There's a photo of me when I'm ten. Uh, obviously, I love I, the I socks asked, too. Pulled up all the way. Eyes they go. Boom. And that's how I, I did, like this. I see pictures of myself from that time period, and yeah. uh, and you know like should I put that one. I'll put this one on there. Yeah, put, on on put it on there. Put it on there. Yeah, get it in. You always pull your socks up. Everybody did. It was the style at the time. Don't you think? No, it really was. And now it looks awful. That's, you know, like the, the wife beater you're wearing looks... I'm wearing a wife beater. I'm wearing a wife beater. I'm wearing some, some Sears, probably Sears or Penny's uh, uh, generic tennis shoes, some short pants. I got my Reds cap. Then I have what appears to be a, a legal pad. So remember that I'm 10. And I think I actually asked my friend Mike Reese to take this photo of me looking like I was old and serious. I look pensive. You do look very pensive, very intense. Did you get home haircuts when you were a kid? Never. No, I'm very little kid. You got professional haircuts as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably probably starting at like age five. Huh. When I was 10 years old, I used to go to this one like, it was like a corner barber and it was just like Italian and uh, Italian and Jewish guys in there. and They just, you know, it was just like you see on TV pretty funny all, all, just listen to guys you, you gotta be yeah, like old dudes. gotta be 40 gotta be 40 or 50 to work there i went that my barber i used to go to he wore a white jacket he looked like a dentist yeah they that. took they took their stuff seriously it's like in rushmore the like, dad precisely Sorry. yeah precisely yeah i used to go to a place uh, when i finally started getting professional haircuts he's go to a place called the head shop in our mall and ironically enough this is when our mall actually did sell bongs but not at the head shop turns out Saw a guy named Mike. I think he did a lot of cocaine in retrospect. Bong. You learn bong. a lot about cocaine when you get a little older. Bong. <sighs> Good week. Big week. Huge week for yeah, Marco. It's been a week. Oh, that's right. Marco. Marco is uh, my Marco's first. Marco's all. He's all grown up. He's a big boy now. He's a big boy. Doesn't need help brushing his teeth anymore. Oh, Can isn't put, it weird? Put on his underpants by himself. What's that? It happens so fast. It happens so fast, like right before your eyes. I mean. It's weird. Mm. 
Memories. It's ama- it is amazing because we were uh, we were that kid. Now he's got a second product. He is my soul. Uh, Marco has just uh, launched his new venture called uh, the magazine, which is something that you can get and subscribe to. Yes, and uh, it's uh, it's the only thing in my newsstand. So it's called newsstand. Yeah, that little unfortunate <laughs> little bookshelf that cannot be removed or subdued. <laughs> kind of like you it's, can't be removed yeah. can't be subdued merlin man nope. hey i'm um, merlin i live in san fran you can move my icon but you can't take me off your phone <laughs> i'm still there i show up in searches <laughs> yeah the magazine's the only thing in there that's a weird thing that that newsstand is a weird that's one of those what it's one of those things where it's a bookshelf it's for books you store your books it's a euphemism Scaramorphic. Um, and it's so the first thing I've got in there. It's beautiful, though. It is beautiful. It's interesting, though. You know, I haven't had a chance to listen to that Epo yet, but uh, of you you guys talking about it, I heard the Syracuse one, yeah. but I haven't heard that one yet. Um, uh, so Syracuse covers are pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Syracuse's Friday show, which is suddenly uh, topic blocking, yeah. uh, Marco. <laughs> is that a term? It is now. Topic blocking. Top, top, top block? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I got to be honest with you, Dan. Um, I don't really have, I don't have anything uh, specific for this week. No, I know you've said that. Yeah, well, I mean, I just want to get it out there. I'll, I'm happy to talk about anything. I have a running list of topics. We could, you could talk to people in the jackal room. You could tell me about some of the things you're struggling with. We could, you know, just, just work, just talk it out. You know, if there's any things that you're, you know, things that are getting you down. Like walk it off. Like after you, you get hurt, you just kind of walk it off. I always hit, um... Now you've by, got a, your by, kid is a girl, right? Uh, I'm checking. Mm, Wolfram Alpha says mostly. Mostly. Because here's the thing. Uh, last night on this show, do you ever watch this Boardwalk Empire? You ever watch that show? Yeah, I watched some of the first season. It was really good. Uh, so I guess we're in, what is it, second season now? And I'm going to, I'll well, tell it's, you. It's back on. That's a hell of a show. It's back on. Oh, it's, oh, it's pronounced on. Steve, it's pronounced Steve Buscemi, by the way. I just learned yesterday. Hey, dude, that's your name. <laughs> uh, I'm the walrus. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, last night's episode has, uh, Al Capone is back in, in, in this season a little more prominently in, already. And he, I, without, you know, this isn't an important plot point, I don't think. But uh, Al Capone has a son, and the son is mostly deaf, I guess, and he goes to a school for other deaf kids, and he comes home, and he's he's got beat up at the school. So you'll see where I'm going with this in a minute. Wrong kid to beat up. No, they're all they're all deaf, so they just beat each other up. Is what they say in the show. So I, anyway, I'm sorry if I'm spoiler alert, whatever. Uh, but the mom says he's like. Why is he picking on him? He's deaf. She's like, they're all deaf at this school, but boys will be boys. So later there's a scene where Al Capone is uh, sort of, he's on, you know, sort of like sitting, kneeling on the ground in front of his son. And he's saying, he's trying to toughen up his son. Mm -hmm. You know, he needs to toughen up, that kind of thing. And he says, uh, he's like, come on, hit me, hit me. You know, and he's trying to get, he's trying to get the, uh, trying to get his son to sort of like hit him. He's showing him kind of how to hold his fists up in front of him and, He's kind of being forceful about it. He's like, you know, hit me. And, and it's scaring the boy. But he's doing it because he loves him. He doesn't want to see him get beat up. He wants to toughen him up, you know. And 
as he's standing there across from him, of course, he's sort of almost berating the boy to like, you know, hit me. And the little boy doesn't want to do it and starts crying and he gives him a hug. Now, uh, gosh, I don't want to ruin the next. Like, if you're, if you're watching this, you haven't seen this episode from two weeks ago yet, just like go away for 10 seconds. Later that night, uh, he goes out and he, he, he beats, as you would say, beats the tar out of somebody else. I won't even go into mm-hmm. it beats a tar mm-hmm. out of somebody else. And it's very much, it's a, a response to something else that happened earlier in the episode. Someone else got beat up. It's kind of a revenge, but in, you can see that it's tied into his kid. And uh, so this Cause, is something... Because he's, he's frustrated? Yeah, because, you know, he wants his kid to stand up for himself and, uh, and, and, and this other person who is beat up could not really stand up for themselves. And you can tell that this bothers him. And I thought this was an interesting topic for you, even though you, your kid probably will get in fewer fights than or less fights, as he would say, than a boy might. Um, there is something that, you know, like, did I, t- did I tell you this story about Joel and, and what happened with him? How he got in his first fight? Did I tell you this story? No, no, not at all. All right, I'll, I'll share this. Um, because this is the kind of thing, like, I know, I know you I'm think... I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't, I didn't know you got No, it was really good. I'm kind of, I'll tell you what I mean. But here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> Um, I hate violence except when it's my daughter visiting it upon others. Yeah, no, this is, and that's the whole point is, and thanks for letting me, me speak. Usually it's, this is your show. So thank you, um, for the opportunity. The, you know, the thing is, as a, as a kid growing up, like I, I, I started school younger because I, I think my mom was just fed up with me. Was, oh, you were, re- you were ready for school. And well, no, I, I was not, uh, I should have been cause my birthday is in October. Right. So it, it, I should have started it like a year later and been the oldest kid because I was already short. You know what I mean? Like I was already the small kid. So I was already the small kid. Now I'm also the youngest kid. Thanks for setting me up, Ma. Anyway, no issues there. Um, so so I'm, I'm, I'm in the school. I'm always a small kid. So like you're going to get picked up. No, you're ready, Mom. Yeah. You're ready. That's right. No, Dad. What about you? <laughs> uh, so anyway... I'm I'm in school. I'm always a small kid. I'm always getting picked on. So like you know, in in you always watch these these TV shows. Like even Ralphie does this. Like he finally beats up the bully. Like I never had the moment in school where I got to beat up the bully. Like that didn't happen in my real life. So the fact that Joel is a bit uh, he he's he's tall and he's a strong kid. He's like a big kid for not only for his age. Like he'll go and play with like a six year old. He's bigger than the six year old, which I love. I love this. So here's what happens. He went into he was in camp. This was over the summer. He's in camp. And uh, I guess, you know, that when it's when it, they do go on bathroom break, sometimes the counselor will bring a couple kids in and take him, take him in at once. So I guess, they, you know, it was Joel's turn. So he walks into the uh, into the stall. And I guess some other kid thinks it's his turn and walks in. So oh, somehow ooh. Joel uh, likes Joel likes his uh, private time, right? I, I, I don't think it was number two. I think it was a number one, but I don't think he, he hadn't even started. He had just walked in and another kid came right in. So and by the way, he's four and a half. Or almost five now, but at the time four and a half. So this is, you know, they don't they don't know etiquette very well yet. So I guess he says to the other kid, "It's my turn," or whatever. And the other kid says, "Well, I've got to poop or something." You know, I don't know whatever they say to to each other. This it's irrelevant because at some point somehow they wind up, and I imagine this very very much like a Star Trek kind of fight. Because somehow, and, and I know this because he and I, he wanted me to act this out. So we like acted it out and he walked me through acting it out several times. It's somehow they wind up with their hands on each other's shoulders. 
like in a uh, fight of of strength, in like, like locked in, like in a right circle. They're grappling. They're yeah. Grappling. They're like gra- like their hands are on each other's shoulders, and they're like, you know. And he takes the other kid and you know fl- throws him down on the ground, flips him down on the ground, and uh, and of course the other kid's crying and. Uh, so that was really that was like the extent of the fight. But there was a, a while there where they were sort of struggling like with each other. And the other kid's like, I, you know, I have to poop or whatever. And he like flings him down on the ground. I have never been. I'm sorry. I'm being honest. I've never been so proud of my son in my entire life because I'm like, he's not going to take crap. You know, I didn't teach him this. And uh, my, you know, my wife is like, oh, you know, well, you know, it's the violence isn't, you know, the way to say whatever. And later on, I'm like, you know, let's go get some ice cream. I was so proud of him. Like, I thought this was like, this was like, as I don't think I had anything to do with this. It's just the way he is. But like, he's not going to take crap. You know what I'm saying? Like he already, it's already part of him. He's not, you know, it's, he's not like a bully. He was defending mm-hmm. himself. But at the same time, it's like, so anyway, how do you, how do you, how do you mitigate that? Uh, as a as a parent, like so, am I an awful parent it? now? You are, um, and no, you're not. But you're. Uh, <laughs> but I. It's the same way that I would feel because really, he's also defending you. That's you that was in that bathroom. Yeah. No. Right? Totally. Totally. Like, man, yeah. I, I wish I wish I had done that at four and a half. You know? we all, we all, <laughs> like that would have yeah, been great. We, well, we all want the things for our kids that we didn't have for ourselves. There's not that many things I don't think that we had for ourselves that we think about enough. You know, in my case, I'm like, oh, you know, like at my church, we had a real sense of community. I want my daughter to have that. That's harder to have today if you're not part of something like a church or, or you know, a cult or something. And uh, but, but no, that's one of the things. I think mostly we think about the things that we wish were, had been different for us. And I think it's nearly impossible to avoid, you know, wanting that for your kids. And I, I was, I was not bullied. I think I was more of an emotional bully in my head. I like to think that I was a nerd kid, but mm-hmm. I, I was pretty sarcastic. I could be pretty tough on people and uh, believe it or not. And, um, but I want that for my daughter because I, in that same scenario, I'm not sure who I would be in that scenario. I would be a little of both. I would probably be, I would be the kid who had to defend himself and the kid on the floor. I would be both, you know, I would, you know, <laughs> but I, I got, it's funny. There's one kid at my daughter's school. I think he's got some stuff Mm. and, um, he, he's young. Like he's still wearing diapers and stuff, but he, he like pushes everybody and it's almost like he can't stop. You know, I mean, there's that kind of, there's those evil, like Damien kids that get that look in their eye and they obviously love like, like deliberately, making life difficult for other kids. Right. I wouldn't say bullying. I don't think it's on that level yet. It gets that, it gets to that level around our kid's age. But uh, there's just this one kid who just makes me a little crazy because he's, you know, he's very physical and he, he pushes kids and he especially pushes like little kids because I guess they're easier to knock down, right? Economies <laughs> of scale. Right, right. But, um, but you know, I, at the other day in the bouncy house, my daughter and her best pal are in there and bouncing around and he's just, he's pushing everybody down and like, I just, there's this part of me, one day he hit her and at school mm-hmm. and it was everything, my brain, I suddenly am going like down this matrix thing and these green letters are flying by my head and I'm going like, how do I respond? How do I respond? How do I respond? Because on the one hand, I'm like, you know, Johnny uh, penisless uh, liberal arts guy where I want to go, oh, you know, you should be able to have an encounter group and stuff. But in my head, I'm going, you should hit that, you should hit that kid in the nose really hard. You know what I mean? There's this part of me that wants to say like, nobody's allowed to do that to my kid because they're not allowed to do that to me. 
right? The me of her age. Right. So I think it's extremely hard to mitigate, extremely hard to difficult, be, extremely difficult to deal with. And it's one of the myriad hypocrisies that most of us live with as parents and as, uh, as people. There's, there's, I mean, not to overly abstract this, but I know people hate the kid stuff. I mean, like, there's a, to me, there's like this classic example. Um, like one time when I was about 13 or 14, our next door neighbor's house was broken into. And it wasn't even one of those like jewel, jewel thief type things where they like, it was something like somebody really like one of those like, ew, like somebody broke a window while they were out for a little while. One of those classic, like the kind of thing that makes you buy a burglar alarm kind of things. Mm-hmm. They broke a window, they opened a lock, they came in, they took all their stuff, they made a mess. Yeah. And uh, these are our next door neighbors. <clears throat> I remember even at the time being that age and thinking, I wonder what our neighbors did wrong. I wonder, oh, right. I wonder right, why. Right, right, right. Because that's my first thought. It's blame the victim. Yeah, like what did, what did they do wrong to the, made, that allowed this to happen that we can not do wrong that will prevent it from happening? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or like, why, is, you know, why are they not as good as me? Like, and now today, of course, because of my interest in things like you know, film noir and cable TV, I'm constantly thinking about, ah, what's the jam up here? I bet, that was, I bet they set that up. I bet that was an insurance thing. I bet they're going to light a torch, right? Bust the joint out. You know? Let it, what I say? Light, light a, a match. match. Bust the joint. <laughs> but um, you light a match. I don't think that's... You light a match. I always wanted to be. Anyway, um, that's, uh, that's, I think it's, it's, a, it's a fairly similar thing here where, um, oh God, there's this great toot by Scott Simpson from a million years ago. I'm always misquoting and I want to just find it and print Brent it. He's tall, so, man. He's tall. He wears good, he like tall? good outfit. He's got it all. He's put together, quite put together. He's single-handedly keep, keeping the uh, gingham industry in business. Gangnam, um, Gangnam I think it's pronounced. Not, Gangnam. It's not even funny. And he, uh, and he said something along the lines of, you know, there's two kinds of parents. There's the kind of like, again, this doesn't have the economy of a, a toot, but it was along the lines of like, there's all the parents, the overprotective uh, helicopter parents who are, you know, killing their kid. And then there's the, uh, there's everybody else who's, you know, letting their kid run around and be all dangerous. And, you know, you're always the perfect parent. Everybody else is either overdoing it or underdoing it. So in my case, like I see kids, like, you know, one co-op preschool we visited, the kids were practically hitting each other with shovels while the, their hippie parents walked around talking about, you know, talking about their feelings. And I was just thinking like, I would never have my kid here. These kids are so crazy. But there's other times where there's some kid who's real whiny and, 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 and annoying. And I keep thinking like, uh, you know what I mean? Like my kid's perfect and everybody else is goofy. So, I mean, there's kind of at least two things to this. And I think one might be more interesting than the other. There's the, there's the kid thing. Well, you can pick. There's the whole kid thing of like, how do you instill values in your kid about knowing the right response to things at the time? Like I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of giving my daughter a better... I don't want to give her a manual. I want to give her a worldview. Mm-hmm. Like I want, it, I want it to be her worldview, but um, I want her to adapt it. But like I don't... I've always said I don't want to give her a, a rule book. I don't want her to feel like her job in life is to please me and follow the rules. I want her to feel like her job is to like become a person and not get killed, you know, and hopefully thrive. Right. So there's that kind of thing. Like, like in my case, how do I tell my daughter? I want to teach my like I don't really know how to fight, but I know how to hit somebody really hard with the heel of your palm so that they're uh, you break their nose and it goes up and pokes into their brain. Yeah. They probably get brain damage. I want to show her how to do that because that kid with the diaper does that again. I, I want her. I want her to clock him because she's right. big and she's right. strong. Yeah. She's her Wolverine costume for Halloween is a, is a seven. She's 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 dressing on a seven a <laughs> seven year old level. It's huge. I showed you that photo. Yeah, it's great. Um, but then there's this this other thing that I think is uh, equally interesting that goes to the back to work oeuvre, which is this, um, you know, fighting the last war, 
tilting at our old windmills, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I, I think they're both interesting ideas. And I know you're not a listener to the show, but no. actually the, thank you, uh, first time Roderker, the Roderick on the line that came out yesterday, we talked about this, ex- the exact topic at length. Are you like still wind- doing that show? I think it's okay. Con- sorry. Thank you. Um, it's when you started school. I started school. So both John and I were on the bubble. John was born in September. I was born in November. And you probably just went through this. Like, do you put your kid in kindergarten? Do, when do you start him? John started kindergarten when he was four. Hmm. I started kindergarten when I was two months shy of six. And I'm really, really glad that that's when I started. I don't want to repeat this for, our, for the 200 people who've heard that show. But I think it's a very interesting topic because it is, the, it is in some ways the beginning. I mean, if you're a big kid who's older than everybody else... And it's not because you're held back. Like you have a weird advantage in some ways. You know, I know everybody's got their problems. Like tall people don't want to be tall. Short people don't want to be short. But I think you are at a considerable, on the spectrum, I think you're at a considerable advantage to be bigger and older rather than smaller and younger. At least like on on day one in the cell block, I think you're going to generally do better. I'd say, I mean, maybe that's because we're both shrimpy kids. Like we both, we both are and were like, like small shrimpy guys who just look like we should be hit. Right. As, as, as my friend John Roderick has said for 10 years now, there's nothing wrong with me that, that couldn't be solved by getting my ass kicked a couple times. <laughs> right. Because the first times. time might not take. I might like slough it off. I yeah. Would, it's to... just a coincidence that you, wrong time and place. It's second like time for, around. Spraying for bugs. You come back to a second sweep. Right. right. It's like the burglars. They come in, they wait, and they come back after the insurance. <laughs> yeah. In my case, I've got enough emotional insurance that you really got to beat my ass twice. Right. Please don't do that. Um, anyway, I think those are both topics uh, that, that, that are. I hate to think about topics, but you know, I have to think about what people tune in for. I, I would be happy to talk more about the kid thing because I struggle with it. <clears throat> There's this part of me that gets so angry <clears throat> when I see that. And I mean, um, <clears throat> excuse me, not to be personal, but like our, our kid is so nice that it's scary. Like she's so nice and so go along, get along. My, my biggest fear for her in some ways is that I hope she can, I don't want to say stand up for herself, but I want to make sure she asserts her position. She shouldn't always have to be Robin. She gets to be Batman sometimes. Yeah. Like, would you be Batman today? Because, you know, you should get to be Batman sometimes if you want, you know? Um, but, um, hmm. I, mean, I don't know. People hate the kids stuff. Do they? Some people. You know what? I kind of don't care, but I feel obligated to say that before we talk about the kids stuff, don't you think? Yeah. It's like when you get when you say to somebody, "Oh my gosh, you're so you know the compliment sandwich kind of thing." Mm-hmm. Oh my God, your performance here has been so amazing. You've had so much to contribute to the team, <laughs> but you're fired. I really hope we stay friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, want to talk about something you like? Uh, yes, may I? See, I've noticed on your other shows that you're good at this, and I can tell you're good at this because what the sponsor reads. Well, you're good at the whole thing because you're a professional broadcaster. Hmm. Oh, thank you. Um, professional netcaster. I notice sometimes <laughs> oh, that there will be a natural sejura <laughs> in the conversation. Whoa, the wait, what is, wait, that's a new one. What does that mean? Sejura. 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 From the Latin meaning shortstop. Caesar. Shortstop, short right, like <laughs> Davy Lopes, who is yeah. not short. C-A, what was it, second base? These baseball players got a lot of funny names. Sejura, a little, a little, a little break, and you're good at that. It's Sammy Sejura, third Sammy baseman Sam- for He's the Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. Oh, Joe Derek Jeter broke his ankle. I don't care. He's a what? baseball player. A pox upon the Yankees. I don't care. Mm. 
And so I'm trying to I'm trying to get better at giving you the opportunity. I throw to you and I say, I throw to you. There's a say in that casting. I throw to you. Okay. And I say, <laughs> you want to talk about something you like? Because you, we've never had four sponsors. This is this four. Is, uh, it's block block blockbuster. Block, block, blockbuster block, of a show. It's ankle ankle shatteringly unusual for us to have four sponsors. <laughs> it is right. sui generis. It is it is persona non grata <laughs> that we have pro pro boner never had this level vis a vis sponsorship. It's a sign of success. That we can take yes. directly to the bank. From the, from the Second Latin. sponsor is Hover.com Simplified Domain Management. Finally! Let me tell Finally. you how I register <sighs> my domains. I have several domains. <laughs> I, I have jsnell, jsnell.org, <laughs> snellj.net. Once again, I'm Jerry Lewis. Yours is better. Go ahead. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> he gets angry. <laughs> Dan, he gets very Dan, angry. Uh, Dan, we've been talking about this offline, as we say in netcasting. I have been one of these guys as a sponsor for so long. I hope they like us. They do Let's like talk them up. They do like I'm super us. excited to have them as a sponsor. So you can go to hover.com slash Dan sent me to learn about all of this. But here's the deal with these guys. So many domain name registrars will try to upsell you. They will try to make you sign up. And in fact, like the default check is, is to sign up for all of these services. When you go and you say, <laughs> I want to register a domain for 10 bucks or whatever it is. Uh, and you wind up, well, I guess I signed up for, uh, you know, privacy protection for an extra $8 a year. And I also uh, backordered five other domains that I didn't intend. And I got the uh, .com, .net, .org when I only wanted the .com. These guys don't do that. They make it incredibly simple. They have a little search box. You show up. You type the domain name that you want in the search box, and uh, if it's available, you register it. If it's not available, they will show you some really cool alternatives. Or you can just type in a word or a phrase or a bunch of keywords, and uh, they will come up with suggestions for you that generally are pretty good. Um, this is what they do, and they make the entire process simple. You have one checkbox. Do you want who is privacy? I always leave it checked. It doesn't cost anything. If you want to transfer your domain name from... Are you kidding me? Nope. Their private registration doesn't cost no anything? No cost. And here's another mm -hmm. thing that doesn't mm -hmm. cost anything is domain name transfers uh, assistance. They have this thing called Transfer Valet where, you know, the transfer process is kind of like awful getting your domain Oof. from some other company. So what's really cool about this is they will do it for you and they don't charge you to do it for you. They handle the whole process. And by the way, when you transfer a domain to them, Whatever time is left at the old registrar is combined with the new year that, that you're signing up for. And uh, you can use this code, Dan sent me, and you'll get 10% off everything that you do there over at hover.com. So uh, remember that. Uh, support the show, hover.com slash Dan sent me. Code Dan sent me, 10% off. No hold policy. If you have any problems on their phone, you call them toll free. Check it out, hover.com. Mm -hmm. Our thanks to Hover.com for supporting 5 by 5 and Back to Work. Yeah. They're and in Canada, gotta, That's why I didn't uh, get to meet him when I was oh, up in New York. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Okay, so let me, read, let me read something to you. Can we talk about this kid thing in, in a bigger picture? We can, but I also want to... I want to... We'll talk about Hover later. Maybe you and me. Because I, I... Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I, can, I know I what you want to do, and they're, they're down with oh, that. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I... I tried to transfer 100 domains a few a few months ago, and I ended up with uh, .cz overnight deluxe platinum. Sweet. I, <laughs> it's like running down a hallway because you're late to work, and, and people are trying to hit you with a sock full of pennies. The checkout process at some other domain That's registrars. That's better than a burlap, burlap sack full of oranges. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the bottom of my game today, I know. and you are at the top. the top. You are at the Cole Porter of, of the Louvre Museum. <laughs> Man. Wow. Please continue. Thank you. Kids stuff. So yeah. here's, a, uh, here's a thing. 
May 19, 2009, your, your friend of mine, Jason Kotke, you know him? You met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote a piece, and I'll put this into the show notes. It's called At the Playground, you know? And uh, what he writes here is he talks about how he took his kid. Well, let me just read it. Oh, I you totally remember, remember this one? This. Yes. Uh, this, yeah. is a, this is a quote from uh, Jason Kotke's piece on uh, May 19. I took off work a little early today to take Ollie to the playground. We'd been there about 15 or 20 minutes, and he was happy playing in his favorite plastic car. Another little boy, probably about two and a half to three years old, came up to him in the car, and after standing there for a moment, slapped him in the face. Now, I've seen enough accidental toddler flailing to know that uh, this wasn't it. And then he slapped him again pretty hard. I could see Ollie drawing back, shocked and perhaps getting ready to cry. As I moved over to Ollie to intervene, the kid slapped him again and was rearing back to do it again. I grabbed his hand and said, hey, and moved him away from Ollie a bit. And then he goes on to say that, you know, uh, okay, he says, now this is normal playground stuff. Usually the hitting isn't so weirdly premeditated, but whatever, they're too small to hurt one another unless there are shovels or sharp sticks involved. And he says, you know, usually you let the kids figure it out. He says, so he moved the kid away from Ollie just a foot or so. I didn't yank him away or anything. I wouldn't even have touched him if Ollie hadn't been trapped in the car. I just couldn't get Ollie out of the situation easily. I repeated hey and started in on the standard toddler anti-violence speech that leads to an apology, blah, blah, blah. The kid smiles at me like the cat who swallowed the canary and starts to run off. And he took his arm and uh, it goes on to do it that the kid's mom comes up and said, uh, you know, what are you doing? I saw what you were doing to, you know, my kid. You were going to hit my kid, that kind of thing. That's sort of the point of of his piece, but I kind of wanted to... Jason Kotke couldn't hit a lottery. No, that's the, that's the thing is like, I've, I've met him and he's like the, the most mellow, quiet, subdued person you'll ever meet. And the idea that like, I can't even imagine him shouting, Hey, at a kid, let alone like potentially hurting someone, you know? And, um, and my guess is that his kid is probably equally, you know, calm. And this is just something like, I'm tr- I tried to imagine myself in that situation and how I would have handled it. And he handled it really, really well. But it, the, there's just this weird feeling like when something like that happens, like if your kid gets, you know, uh, hit or, or somehow winds up, on, you know, getting the short end of the stick somehow, like it, it bugs you as a parent. No, care to comment? No, I'm, I'm trying not to interrupt you. No, go ahead. I, I, Mm. I uh <laughs> you're real? Are you are those? off your game today. What's are you all right? Yeah. Is there, no, I'm, I'm totally fine. I just yeah. Is it okay talking about kid stuff? Is that all right? Are we are we just gonna bite the bullet on that? You know what? People can stop listening if they don't like it. Screw them. Okay. Tell tell your friends in Canada that. They just paid serious <laughs> duck money. <laughs> duck. They paid their duck money. Duck. Duck money. Duck money. They delivered by dog sled. <laughs> um because apparently they're from Alaska. I, uh, I, don't know I think it's extremely hard. I think it's impossibly hard. And I, I'm like, it's so, uh, I mean, like this, I am, uh, I'm a helicopter dad. I, it's taken me a long time to become less of a helicopter dad. And why do they say that? You know that term probably because you're constantly hovering over your kid to, to, to quote a Canadian domain registrar. Right. And you, um, <laughs> and it's been very hard for me to stop because... That's my little Nemo egg, right? This is my one shot. I, you know, I don't, that's was not there top a time, of mine. Was there a time when you felt like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, I, I do that now. Was I, there I've a trigger? A, was there like a, like a, a decision or did you just realize you were doing it less and less? That's a good question. I think, well, first of all, in terms of like the, the, what that means, um, like again, we got this park right, right near our house and you know, 
It's funny. I mean, I can't talk about personal stuff, but but you know, she, she, you can tell you've you've FaceTime with my kid. She's a nice kid. Very, she's, very you know, bright, very smart, and and wonderful. Thanks, but I mean, she's got a nice personality, and mm-hmm. like if somebody if somebody is being and she is big, which I think helps. I don't want her to have to be big. I want her to be able to cope. But I mean, if somebody's being silly and pushing her on the slide, she'll say like, you know, oh, Jennifer, you're so silly. Like she doesn't go, hey, that's my slide. She'll right. go along, get along. And she'll be like, oh, isn't that funny? Look at that. That's funny. And she like really wants to like get along. I think, you know, and so she's, you know, unless somebody really deliberately tries to hurt her, she usually handles it really well. But I get mad. Like if I see some kid who's being serially like annoying, especially when their parents and or guardian are there, it drives me bananas. I really, it's everything, it takes all I can do not to say, do you see what's happening over here? Yeah. Do you see what this little psychopath is doing? And of course, they're probably thinking the, the same thing, but an opposite, which is like, you know, I wonder when that penisless liberal arts man will let his daughter grow up. You know, uh, but my, my feeling would be the same as Jason's, which is like, well, I, I need to inter- intercede here. Come on, tough guy. Oh, you, you, whoa. Oh, you feel, so what do we, well, that's what it's going to be. You, you want to have a little pushing? You have a little, how'd you like a, a 165 pounds of net caster pushing you? You like that? <laughs> Come here, buddy. Come on over here. Wow. You weigh oh, 165. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I used to weigh 194. Turns out. <laughs> yep. All liberal arts. And uh, it was really hard for, not, for me not to jump in. I mean, this is part of a, a bigger thing. But in, in this case, I, I think it, it does go to this, this bigger thing of like, we just worry about our kid being in the world. As far as how, how and when did I stop, was there a trigger? D- did you have a trigger that you wanted to share? Or should uh, I just... I forget exactly what it was, but there was, there was like a day where I said, you know, I'm done doing that. Like... I'm not exactly sure what it was. Maybe I saw, um, you know, I think it was around the time that he started going to camp. Maybe it was before that. No, it was before that. Where I, where I said, you know what? Like he, he, I think it had to do with his own sort of transformation from being a kid who needed me around to have fun playing to a kid that could either play on his own or play with other kids. And he started wanting to play with other kids. And I thought this was the best thing in the world. And there was this transitionary time from where it's like when they're sort of, they, they don't really get how to play with other kids yet. And especially if the other kids are like a year or two older, they already mm-hmm. know like, like they understand teams and like lining up and taking turns and like all that stuff is already figured out. And he had not yet figured that out. And I, the best way to do it is for them to like play with other kids and get it wrong and figure it out. But that transformative process, that thing that happened, you know, I was so excited the day that I realized like taking him to the playground meant he was going to play with other kids. And it's not because I don't like playing with them. It's because that was such a great thing for me to watch him go through as he was like, yeah, he was like changing. He was like, you know, opening up and like now going to the playground means i want to go play because there's going to be other other boys there like we can run around with and you know smash things with sticks like that's what he wants to do and it's i love it i think it's great and what it means is that you know i can i can just enjoy watching him do this stuff without having to be like as you say hovering or involved in in the way that i was and Mm -hmm. I, i love it because i love seeing him out there on his own doing the stuff that he loves like that's that's great yeah, I, I, um, 
And there's, I think, I think when you're starting out, well, I'll speak for myself. When when I was starting out in the in the parenthood racket, I um <laughs> was, you know, I, I yeah, there's nice there's racket. a lot of that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, what do you got? <laughs> uh, you, you, um, I think there's this, there's several natural pressures or pushes that you get in modern or uh, contemporary parenthood that are almost impossible to avoid uh, because you know unless unless you're like living in a mud hole, you really are surrounded by a lot of advice and expectations. Even if you're not sitting there devouring self-help books or DVDs or going to classes, there's still... People talk a lot about how to raise a kid today in, in different ways. And people are constantly comparing notes and unintentionally sometimes judging, you know, based on what other people do. But, you're the, but one of the pressures that, in retrospect, I wasn't even completely aware of until recently was the... And again, I have to say, I don't think this is always intentional. It's sometimes intentional, but it's usually not, which is the constant amount of like where your kids should be right now. And, and by that, I mean like when they're really little, like when your kid's born, from the moment they come out, what's the first thing they do? The first thing they do is weigh it. They weigh your kid, right? I think that's pretty much the first thing. Yeah. They take it out and make sure it's okay, <laughs> you know, dust it off a little bit and <laughs> yeah. then put it on the thing. And in that, in the first like two minutes of your kid's life, the evaluations have already begun. And they say, okay, so you got one kid who's five pounds and another kid who's 14 pounds. Well, that's already going to be a lot of their destiny in right. some ways. Yeah. And the, the way that the first days and weeks of their life are conducted might be really different. Certainly if you're a preemie, that's absolutely the case. But in, in this instance, they come out and already you're going, oh, my kid's five pounds. Hmm, hmm. I know that's that's probably smaller than it should be. Oh, I smoked in high school. Uh, uh, uh. You know, and then and then you on the other end. I was just I heard this great short story the other day about uh, this uh, fictional character with gigantism, who's you know fourteen pounds at birth. Well, now obviously, you know, if you're going to be seven feet tall, that that's a different kind of destiny. And in between, you're going, you know, is what is there an exact number that's right? Is eight pounds one ounce like what you were expecting? And is that right? I'm blowing this out of proportion, but I think this is where it starts. And then from there on, it's like, okay, well, how how long? So they put the stuff in the kid's eyes. Like there's a certain period of time after a kid's born where it can like see you. And then its eyes get real, real goofy after that. Like there's this window of time. Like did you bond right on the first day? Because that, oh my gosh, that's huge. You got to bond right on the first right. day. Yeah, you got to make. Got to get him his dipped head. You know, that there's all this stuff that happens in those first few minutes. And it, and it doesn't get that... It, it moves out in concentric circles from there. But I mean, at every single step of the way, there's constant reminders of where your kid should be. You go in for the checkup and there's a little chart. I posted this. Our, our kid was in the hundredth percentile for like the first like year of her life. Yeah. She was like statistically improbably big. And, um, which is weird because my wife and I are both slight and, uh, but, but anyhow, so it, it may not be either of ours. Who knows? <laughs> Literally be from a very large stork, but, but there's a little chart on there and there's a little graph and the, the doctor shows you, here's your kid's growth. These are all really obvious things. Now there's lots of other non-obvious things like, oh, is your kid stacking blocks fast enough? Is your kid warming up to tummy time fast enough? Is your kid sitting up fast enough? And so forth. And then of course, now it's on you. Are you challenging them with tummy time often enough, even though they don't like it for those who don't know, you're supposed to put your, put your kid on their tummy. It helps them to learn how to sit up. And there's all this annoying stuff you're supposed to do 
you know, it used to be you put your kid down in the rice paddy, come back a day later and see how things were going. And now today <laughs> we're constantly surrounded by these things where you're, you're going to, you're going to raise this like sweet potato unless yeah. you go through all these hoops in the I'll right tell you order. What, I'll tell you what though, the second one is much easier. You worry way, We should have, way, we should have had a second one first. I should just act like <laughs> this is my third. I know. I think I lost the Like the first one, you're like, well, it's, you know, his, his body is, you know, 98 percentile, but his head is like 94 percentile. Like, what kind of weirdo am I making here? You know, and and then with the second one, eh, yeah, they're kind of, they're, well, eh, she's walking Everybody now. It's that. like, who cares? Like, eh, she'll get it when she gets it. Like, it's the pressure's off right. and you can just enjoy it. You don't have to. You're not like walking my, around my stressing out. My wife was the youngest of seven. Oh, and, my uh, God. Yeah. And there's all wow. kinds of funny things. Yeah, like you see, like there's like there's like an order of magnitude fewer photos of each kid, until like like there's this one picture of Madeline like sitting in a pile of dirt when she was like eight, and that's about it. And, that's <laughs> and, that, and that was that was but, her parent. That was yeah. right. Daddy, that was the Daddy mommy dirt. that I made for myself. Daddy dirt and mommy mud. Right. No, that's not accurate, but it's <laughs> but everybody says that after the first one. But you know, we don't have an intention of that. We're we're right. pretty good with that. Yeah. Just the one. Yes, just the one. <laughs> Oh, a girl, just the one. <laughs> right. Yes, just the one. Yeah. I think this 21 years of day and night responsibility, <laughs> fear, anxiety, <laughs> pants crapping, destiny changing, pain in the butt, gut wrenching, hair pulling, eye tearing, garment rending, fear and doubt. For one child is plenty. You think it's enough. All right. Well, I think that's enough. If just that suits one. you. <laughs> Just the one, you know, <laughs> I was going to just have the one until a dickhead at a party made me think otherwise. And now I think I'll have five. So anyway, uh, there's always these things that are challenging you to make sure that they're doing all this stuff fast enough. And so I'm not precisely sure where I'm going with that, except to say that there, there is a constant amount of pressure to make sure that they're at the right place. So I think that gets bred into us, right? I don't think there's anybody... There's nobody who's a halfway decent parent that isn't worried a little bit about how they're doing, right? It's again, it's like the people who think they're good at French kissing and meetings and multitasking and driving and who haven't asked around yet. Well, maybe you should ask around. It doesn't make you, it doesn't guarantee you that you're a good parent to, to do all that stuff. But I've had to, to dishabituate myself from all of that stuff and it's gotten easier. I think it, you know, there are, I think it's very, very difficult, as you say, with the first kid and when they're little. But to answer your question from two hours ago, I just, I just reached a point with myself where I'm, I, I'm really, I try not to overthink this stuff. And I think sometimes I really underthink stuff. And I end up doing stuff like reading or the Proteus storyline, which was a terrible idea. And because um, it's really, it has a violent zombie in it. But, um, but when I do think about it, I realize that this should not be about me. This should be about the kid. And But to get to that point, there's a bridge that I have to walk over, which is that I, I have to give us both situations, um, and I'm clearly overthinking this, but there has to be situations for both of us where she gets to move in further and further concentric circles from me and from my wife, yeah. or from, from really, from anybody who's the tether um, to security. And um, kind of side note, I had this conversation with... Uh, uh, your friend John Syracuse, when we had lunch, I don't know, a year or two ago, we were just talking about, you know, parent stuff. And I ended up making this drawing that like about how I think about the kids stuff from birth until college and beyond. I think we've talked about this before, but I have this notion that like for a kid in a way that they don't realize and we may not realize it's a constant oscillation 
between uh, novelty and comfort, between security and uh, trying something new, between basically moving away from the security of your parents and then coming back to the security of your parents. And in my, it's almost like if you imagine a little dot and then a little spiral moving further and further out. As, as my daughter gets comfortable running further and further away from me, but then gets too far and needs to run back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that'll happen. That'll keep happening for years. And for kids who are 14 and think that they're independent, well, until they need, you know, $50 for this thing or until they need this, this new pair of gym shoes <laughs> or whatever. And then you go to college and your parents are paying $40,000 a year for you to go to school. Well, that's, that tether has boinged you back pretty hard. But I, that is an analogy that works for me. I don't know if that analogy makes sense. But like, I feel like the thing that drives me forward now is to try and get us into situations where she can run further away mm-hmm. without either worrying about it. So getting into a safe environment where... I mean, do you remember the first time that your kid was out of sight? It sounds crazy. Like out of sight a, in the sense of like you're on a playground and they're running around somewhere. Somewhere that's not your house. Like a house where there's like, gates, like, doors, uh, and yeah, you're somewhere... Yeah. Yeah. And you can't see your kid for 30 that. seconds for the first time. It's, it's, uh, it's really scary. It's still really scary. Um, I, I mean, I bet it's always been scary for people. You ever first, lost your kid? Uh, not like not knowing where they were for a little while? Well, that's, she started tearing ass a lot. Yeah. She, and her, she has a friend who's very adventurous, and it's rubbed off, and now she will sometimes tear ass. And that's you know something I'm adjusting to. Have you ever lost your kid? Yep. At a public place? Yep. With oh, like man, th- a thousand people. Oh, Dan, mm-hmm. you must have flipped. That no, was fine. I don't believe that. No, really. I'm very calm. I'm very calm. calm person. Sure. Where, where were you when that happened? It was a 4th of July thing. And uh, I, uh, I, will, I will not name any names, but I was there with some friends. And uh, he's, you know, he's running around playing on this uh, playground. And, uh, he wanted, you know, we were going to get him one of these, uh, you know, these snow cone things where they do shave ice and mm-hmm. they put the syrup on it. Well, we had, you know, we don't eat that syrup. That's crap. You don't want that. So we had orange juice that we were going to put on it. And by the way, that's really good. Uh, so we had, um, you know, I had to go get the, the shave ice cone. So I said to a couple of my friends who were there, who are also parents who have kids of their own, who are friends with my kid, they're all sort of playing together in the uh, in this sort of like jungle gym area, they're all running around, and uh, and I said, "Hey, listen, I won't say his name. Said, can you can you keep an eye on uh, on my kid for for like two minutes? I got to go run over, you know, like he's like fifty fifty feet away." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, sure," because they're like playing with the the other kids. So I go get the shave ice, come back, t- took three minutes, two minutes, and uh, I look around, I'm like, okay, he's not there. So I go up to my friend. I'm like, uh, you see my kid anywhere? He's like, oh, he was around a minute, a minute ago. Like, very great. And this guy has two kids of his own. So, you know, you figure he probably knows how to watch a kid for three minutes. But you think he didn't. So it took me a little while to find him. And he had just gone to like, there was like a playground space, like adjacent to it. I'm like, dude, where you been? Because I had told him, like, stay here and come over to Mr. I won't say the guy's name. Call him Frank. Come over to Frank. Uh, if, you know, when you're done, wait for me. I'll be right back. Okay. And he's usually very good about that. And he was fine. But 
It's unnerving. I'll never do that again. Unnerving. Mm. I'll never ask you to watch him. No, I, I would. I would tether him to something. <laughs> I, I would know. like. I'd that's what I mean. To the jungle. That's, gym. What, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That like he'd come back and he'd be in a small cage. Oh, you think you can slip out of handcuffs, smart guy? Huh? <laughs> is, that what, is that how it's going to be? Is that how it's going to be? <laughs> no, I mean, let me, I, ask you, let me ask you a question. You going to test me? I would never. Oh. I would never. You know, like, and that was the thing. Like, it was. Let me warn you, buddy. I, I test well. Oh, I test very well. And I said, listen, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to do this thing. You stay right in this area, right here, and you can go over to Mister Frank if, if you know, you get bored or you need anything. Okay. And I went over to Frank and I said, listen, Frank. Uh, I'm going over here to do this. I'll be back in three minutes. Can you please watch my kid? Yeah, sure. I'll keep an eye on him. And he walked the, like it's the minute that I walk away. I'm sure he's like, all right, have fun, kid. You know, like, well, when you when you found uh, your son, what, what what kind of conversation did you have with Mr. Frank? There's no point. Yeah, I agree. I, I had no. I agree. I'm like, do you know where he went? No, no, no. Yeah. He should, should be around here. <laughs> OK, that's how you yeah. parent. <laughs> But it was fine. But it was well, it was a nerve-wracking experience because like you're all of a sudden in this situation where you just see this sea of of people of all ages, kids, adults, everybody swarming around and you think to yourself, "Great. <laughs> what I'm, color? What color? What, what are they wearing? Where are they? What are yeah, they? I'm what, that, what are they, I'm, they have identification. <laughs> I'm the stupid parent who's just lost their kid." Like I'm sure every parent has had a moment where their kid is like run away from them in a store like you're talking about. Uh, or they, or they run out and do something and you, and you lose track of them. But this was like a, an awful decision that I make. I'm like, how did I, how did I entrust somebody who I trust with this job? Clearly I should not have, have done that, but he wanted to shave ice. So yeah, you do what you gotta do. Terrible parenting. Yeah, so anyway, I, 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 learned, uh, I learned that no, lesson. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but, uh, you know, we're trying to, we have, uh, we've been working on something we have, uh, called the fam- a family call. Which I probably shouldn't reveal because every family's call should be secret. But um, where is it? You know, where you, you make like a whooping sound or something? Yeah, you make a sound and then you respond with a sound. I think I think every family should have one of those. Family, there are many things that families need to work out ahead of time. You need That's to know where idea. you're going to go. You need to know where to go after a, a fire. You know, uh, John and Amy Gruber. Uh, I think this is public knowledge. They have a plan where if one of them uh, is uh, has their face replaced by John Travolta, they've got like a, a code word so they can tell the other person who they really are. Mm-hmm. They got a secret. See, that's smart. Now that's planning ahead. Yeah, that's planning ahead. What about when the but, one Michael Keaton guy got turned into a snowman? Did he have something like this in place? I think he's thinking of Multiple Man. Is that his name, Jamie? Jamie Maddox? Is that Multiplicity? Multiplicity. Right, right. And then he gets he has to retire. Preposterous movie. He goes to Muir Island. Uh, yeah, family call. Because you know what I really want to do? Is I want to learn how to whistle. I want to do that, learn that really loud whistle you do with your fingers. I just I sound like I'm having a, an asthma attack when yeah, I do it. Yeah, I know it. exactly what you mean. But what you right do now, is you make, an, you make an okay symbol, but you leave a Dan, little I've read, tiny... I've read books. I've looked at Boing Boing. Like I've, I've looked at how to do this, and I still can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> well, you just... It doesn't... People think that you're blowing really, really hard. There? It sounds like there's a lady laughing near you. Is that, that is Hattie's that? in here. She's trying to do the whistle right now. <sighs> okay. Okay. She gave her, she gave her a show, Dan. Yeah. Hi, Hattie. How's it going? Does she have a show? Does she have a show? We get a new, we get a new, not the morning zoo that we're going to do, but we get a a daily news focus show we're going to be doing. I have an agenda of items I want to talk about when we're doing that other show. Are you just giving up on that? No, I still want to do the morning zoo or the monsters in midday. Either one would work. The other, the other show. (sighs) Oh, the, 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 yes, the, um, we're definitely doing that one. That one is going to be sooner rather than later. And I think I want to do it on a a week. I don't know. 
We'll so here's the thing. If I can't see her, we've been practicing this, practicing this a little bit, and, and, and she's pretty good at it. But if I go, ka-ka-ka, <laughs> then she goes, ka-ka-ka. Oh, wow. So it's a back and forth, like a Marco Polo kind it of thing. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be, you know, uh, you know, an ack and a riss or whatever. You have to, you know what I mean? This is why we should all learn, to, uh, you know, a uh, voice procedure. Over. Go ahead, caller. Say again. Um, uh, I don't know where this is going. Where's this going, Dan? Did you want to... <laughs> Why don't you tell me about something you like? Oh, gosh. You know about the Squarespace 6? Have you heard about these I guys? just went to Squarespace offices in, in Soho, in New York. Met little has Ryan. Been, He's has, so little. He's adorable. His hair's getting long. Whole office is completely drag and drop. The whole office looks like their control panel of their site. It's clean. It's pristine. It's organized. It smells good. Does it smell good? It smells like little Ryan. The whole mm, thing is like fresh. Little, yeah. Fresh, squeaky clean. Mm, Just a little like bit of Dracar. Oh, Dracar Noir? Mm-hmm. I used to wear Dracar Noir. Of course you did. You're in my age group. I bought a bottle of that with my, with my, uh, the black, money. the I black, bought a bottle of that black bottle. And a black bottle and a, and a, and a Miami Vice jacket on the same day. The, the smell of Dracar combined mm-hmm. with a Zippo lighter, combined with a Marlboro red cigarette, is high school for me. <laughs> that, I'm telling you. For me, it would be Jakar Noir, Night Ranger, and not having enough money. Yeah, well, that's, that's, what, that's the smell that, of high school. <laughs> nice. Mm, mm, mm. It's persistent. You can't really wash it off. And so they have this amazing service called uh, Squarespace. And Squarespace 6 is a wonderful place to go to host a blog uh, or a portfolio. Anything that you want to put up, uh, this is the place to go. Um, I mentioned this last time, but they've got a couple of new templates uh, that I really like a lot. I don't know if you had a chance to play with them. but um, they're, Yeah, they're really, really brand, they're brand new. They just came out, I think, last week when we did the show, right? Yeah, well, yeah, like or a couple of weeks ago, but they're very, they're very. It's a new, it's a new thing. What I, I subscribe to the feed for the updates, of the change log, and it's just really cool because they're always adding in new stuff. They're always tweaking stuff. If they find something that didn't work the way they wanted, they go and they fix it. You know, there's some yeah. things that that they've said they, that are not where they want it to be with the site. They have a blog post about it and they're fixing that. Like it's, it's a really solid service and it's it's a lot of fun to use. And uh, boy, these new templates are great. I think their focus in Squarespace 6, this is not what they told us to say, I think their focus in Squarespace 6 was very heavily on getting the functionality in place to do all this amazing stuff, particularly with images, and then extending that to things like text. So really, if you want a place to make something that's visually stunning, I mean, the guts are all there. The guts are there. And what I think is really cool about, this is again, not official, but this is my observation as a user, is that they are, they are now, now that they've got that stuff going so well, they're moving more into like, okay, and now how do we make this increasingly something that, uh, you know, you can use for your business? You know what I mean? It's always been there. These templates are all great. They're tight. They're easy to use. The developer platform makes it easy to hand it off to your nerd. You never have to touch the code. Um, but, uh, but these new templates are, are really, they're super sexy and professional looking. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't just look like, oh, here's a header and a side rail. Like, it's actually, it's got a really distinctive look and it's responsive, which just means that, you know, you don't get one of these, uh, if you're on your phone and looking at your site, you don't get one of these dorky looking fake app sites. You get a really beautiful thing that still honors all of your CSS, the look that you want to have for your site, but it fits into the pain of your, uh, of your iPad, your iPhone, your Android device. I, I, I love this, Dan. I love the responsive designs. I Man, it feels so crazy now to go somewhere like, um, God bless you, All Music. All Music has always felt like one of those sites that like deliberately wants you to leave. 
They make yeah. most of their money by like licensing. It's crazy making to use that site. It used to be it was only JavaScript links. And I go there on my phone and it's like, oh, this is so weird. It's so weird to use. And now there's so many sites where you pull it up and whether you're on, it looks great on your iPad. It looks great on your iPhone. Like it, but it looks great in a different way because it is responsive. It is adapting. And, and Dan, like, until like, when, when's the first time you tried to do a responsive design? Have you, had you tried it like more than a couple years ago? No, I never tried it before. I'm, I had, I'm working on like a responsive design for five by five in my, like you know, before the framework, but no, I mean, it, it's impossible. It's impossible. And it's still, even with those frameworks, you still need to know quite a bit in order to make something that oh, it's, actually it's works. completely It's completely bananas. I mean, I, I remember attempting similar things. The closest I ever got back in the day was a 100% table. That's clever. The left rail, ooh, the left rail stays the same size because it's 80 pixels. But, you know, it's a lot more to it than that. And if you don't want to have to roll your own with that stuff, this is, this is the place you, you, you go. And... A lot of our, uh, our, for the listeners who are nerds, this is worth signing up for because you've got to go play with the developer platform. For our listeners who are pseudo nerds or not nerds or know people who, uh, who are, are not nerds, this is the place to send them to have a great web presence. And, uh, and so you can go to squarespace.com slash back to work. You can sign up, uh, sign up for an account with even without a credit card. You get 14 days to check this out. And uh, you will want to stay with this because it is a wonderful thing. Uh, and so if you sign up uh, for uh, more for a year, Sign up for a year. Sign up for a year, you get 20% off. Sign up for two years, you get 25% off. Use our special code, you get 10% off in addition to all those things, no matter how long you sign up for. Dan, if you sign up for a year, is there anything else that you get? Sorry, I can't, I gotta work on that voice. You get a free domain name. Free domain name. And it's yours. You just sign up. Or you can use an existing domain name from Hover uh, without any commitment to those guys. (laughs) It's like Joe Franklin. We, um, we, uh. Think you're thinking of Al Jolson. No, no, no. I think you're thinking of uh, Eddie Cantor or Eddie Fisher, who a lot of people don't realize turns out we're the same person. Debbie Fisher's father was actually also in uh, The Jazz Singer. His name's Shmuel. Um, and so you go in and you sign up, uh, squarespace.com slash back to work. And, uh, and uh, this is the, uh, the month of 10, Dan. And uh, you may recall this from last time. There is an offer code uh, that will give you, as you say, an extra 10% off of, uh, of, of whatever you buy on Squarespace. Mm-hmm. And uh, that offer code with future. We're the future. We're the future. We're the future. Uh, that's one word, no spaces, the and future. a paddle. Use a, please use a paddle of uh, 50 uh, paper towels. <laughs> we call it a paddle. Yes. We're the future. And that's the uh, offer code that you can use at checkout. When you go to your little checkout page, you'll see a link you can click there to add an offer code. And that's, uh, that's a pretty good deal. It, but, you know, the thing I always want to underscore with this is that it is... It is even if you don't end up staying with this forever, I'd still like you to go and sign up for this. It not only makes this look good, but but I'd like you to I'd like you to see what it is that we're talking about. And I, I I guess as as a friend of the show, I would like you to be familiar enough with this to know if it's the right kind of thing to recommend um, to other people. As somebody who still has to deal with other people's installs on shared servers, and it's a very Anna Karenina thing. Like they're working with other people's installs on shared servers are always unhappy in different ways because there's always something to it. I told you about how I had to update a uh, popular open source software site on an IIS. I didn't mm-hmm. even, I, I had no, I, I didn't know where anything was. It, bad on me, because I was, you know, I'm a little Apache. <laughs> I'm a knocked Apache. I like that. But uh, please go to Squares as long. I'm sorry, I didn't mean for it to be squaresbase.com slash back to work. Um, and uh, when you go in there and, and hit that, you'll see that uh, when you hit that, you'll see that there is a link for, isn't there like a developer's link right on the page you can go to? 
that'll let you sign up for one of these developer accounts. Yeah, Dan, just quickly, I know little Ryan, little Ryan doesn't like us to go nuts on the developer stuff because you know you got the features and benefits, but there's a lot of nerds listening. Could could you tell them a little bit about what happens when you go in just quickly and you get one of these developer accounts? Well, if and you can just go to developers.squarespace.com too because they have a little picture of a kitten. But you basically hmm. you get you get full control over the CSS over the HTML and you can you get access to this using SFTP if you like it or you can check it out as, as Git and you just go through this process of uh, editing the code. It affects the display of the website, every line of HTML, CSS, JavaScript is all under your own control. They have less pre-processing. They have JSON templating. You name it. JSON. JSON all the way down. Retina ready, responsive image handling. It's built in and it's de free. It's de free. It's also it's free. And uh, or Dupree, as you'd like to say, from Shawshank. Uh, you can take as much time as you need before you launch a site. You're just working on it. You're developing it. You're building it out. And then, uh, then when you're ready to launch it, that's when your trial period actually starts. So it's very cool. That's a pretty good gig. Go check it out. Yeah, please do. Uh, Squarespace.com slash back to work. Your offer code for the month of 10 is way of the future. And uh, the future. And we're very grateful. We are very grateful to little Ryan, who, who Dan has just met for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. <clears throat> it's early. So what is it? It's like, uh, well, I don't want to spoil up the longevity, spoil the longevity show. It's, it's, it's 1140 your time. Is that right? 1141. Yeah. If you want to Whatever get... it takes. Whatever it takes. Get technical about it. <laughs> um, where'd you want to pick up? We got the kids, you got the helicopters, you got the out of sight. The out of sight thing's freaky the first time it happens. And so, I mean, like we, we've been working on we being me is like, again, I think the concentric circle idea is interesting. Like you have this concentric, the concentric circle starts with you guys in the same room on the day the kid's born <laughs> and then getting more and more comfortable with that going further away. Now, now for both of our kids, it sounds to me like we had this, a similar experience. Yours, your kid with camp, my kid with preschool, where like, I, it's hard to know like what causes what, what's just coincidental with other events, but I think preschool was great for our kid. Like she became a lot more, maybe because she was away from me hovering over her, but, but she became more comfortable around other kids, you know, certainly became a little more independent. And it sounds like it was a real game changer for, for your son. Yeah. No, I think it was getting out, getting out from under the, uh, the chopper. (laughs) It was for his own good, Merlin. Yeah, really? (laughs) No, I mean, it was, it was one, it was a wonderfully easy transition and I was thrilled to make it. And I know, and, and I, I believe you have, have said things like this, that this is the short period of time where your kid actually likes you and wants to hang out with you. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that's, that's something that's really important to take advantage of at the same time. Like I, I couldn't possibly be more thrilled. The more independent he becomes, the more things he can do by himself, the fewer things he needs me to help with. And it's not, it's not in the selfish way, like, good, I don't, I don't want to see him anymore. Like, finally, he can do this by himself. It's not that at all. It's that I just, I love seeing the independence that's growing. I love seeing him becoming his own person and making his own choices, even if they're wrong, as long as they're not detrimentally wrong. Um, you know, he'll come home from, from school and be like, this is what I did today. And like, I think that is the coolest thing. And I don't, I don't feel like, Oh, you know, I, I miss those times when he was just like, no, I, I don't, I don't feel that. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled every single day that like he's on this path that we help set him on. And, uh, the, you know, 
the, the way that our relationship is changing as a father and son, I think is, is really interesting to me and I like it. And I, I like, uh, I like seeing him doing these different things. Like now, uh, instead of like, well, I'll take you here and we'll go do this thing. It's more like, oh, well, you, you know, let's, let's get a couple of your friends together and we'll go and, and he'll play and like the parents will talk. Like that's a whole new thing for me that I really, I love seeing him doing that. And it still needs me for so much stuff that it's not like, it's not like I don't, I'm not involved, you know, but it's like we have conversations now about things that he thinks oh, about. Yeah. It's so cool. I, lo- I love that part too. I love, I love being constantly surprised by like what I didn't think was possible before. And it's yeah. very educational for me. And that's, that's partly why I think, you know, um, and we talked a little bit in our education uh, thing a few weeks ago about what, what it feels like to go to school and not be adequately challenged. And I think you, you know, challenge is one thing, but adequately challenged. It's like the danger room, right? They set up the danger room so that when you're training, uh, you're an X-Man and you're getting your training, like it's exactly tuned for what you're capable of, mostly without, without killing you. And they can, as soon as you get better, you can turn it up a little bit. But your job as a parent in some ways is, is to have a constantly evolving danger room. Not in the sense where it becomes sentient and becomes the actual character danger, because that's no good. No. But, but uh, you didn't read that. But, but but that's kind of what it is. It's kind of like I, I mean, did read, actually I did the more, read that. Astonishing X Men. I know this. Huh. The danger. The whole danger story. I think. I think. Uh, is that a she? It's a she, right? It's a she she yeah. comes around, right? Mm-hmm. She eventually becomes like their pal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I saw that in AVX. Um, but I think that's boy. That's that's actually a fantastic example. I think. So the danger room in the X Men is uh, Professor X has made this room where it's uh, it's designed to test the capabilities of any mutant who's becoming an X Man and make them better at what they do. And the key is that the room is programmed differently for who's in there. And believe me, you do not want to go into the Colossus, you know, testing area if you're a Nightcrawler because you're going to get crushed between things. It's real limiting. They basically shoot rockets at him and try to hit him with rocks. But that's what it is with the parent. And in my case, that might be like, okay, from where I can see this danger room exercise is like, you get to go to that bathroom over there by yourself, which I already checked out and made sure it was safe and <laughs> he was in there. Right. You know what I mean? But it's funny because I, I, I have always felt very much like I was on the, the end of the spectrum of like I was under-programming the danger room. I was not providing enough missiles and big rocks or, you know, other, other thunderous things. And, uh, and then as I started to do more and more of that, and I, again, you don't like to be too really impersonal, but you know, like, hey, you know what? Let's, let's try this. Why don't you go and do that thing? And she's, she's totally into it. And she'll go and she'll do it and it's fine. And she has, she'll have such a sense of accomplishment from doing that and it's it's intoxicating to realize how much more challenging you can set that danger room to be and it'll be okay. And if it's not 100% okay, it's not nearly as catastrophic as you, as you would expect. But and then on the other hand, one day we were, we were uh, having dinner and it was right when I was getting kind of full of beans about this and, she was, and I was like, yeah, go, go to the bathroom, go. And it was like, you know, 10 feet away or whatever. But, you know, I saw this woman walking back there and I had this, suddenly had this thing go through my mind, which is like, oh, she never locks the door. So I kind of like, no, I run, I run back there and this woman walks into the bathroom while she's in there. It's a one holer. And, uh, because, and I was, it was mostly like, she didn't, my kid didn't care, but this woman was like, oh, there's a young child in this restroom by herself. And this woman, like, she didn't have the stones to lecture me. And so instead she gave me this like weirdly passive aggressive, <laughs> like kind of, um, mm, what, you know, what she didn't say. And, and, you know, it was along the lines of, well, uh, you know, it's not along the lines of, like, you, you know, you should be careful about this. 
And uh, I was really... I handled it well because I didn't want to be a jerk, but I it made me really mad. Maybe mad because I felt like, hey, I got over this that we're to where I can have her do this. The worst thing that's going to happen is is some some st- stupid person who probably has a bunch of cats went in and got confused. No, no offense, Let's cut that out. But uh, <laughs> but it was it's important for both of us to have those experiences. And like the whole the whole problem with being a helicopter dad is that you hover over over the jungle gym, the play structure, as we say today thinking that they're never going to fall off. And they're not. Like, the kid's going to fall off. If the kid... That's, if the, the, kid terif- is gonna- that's the terrifying part. That's the one thing, when I see him go up way high on one of these things and start running out, like, that's, that's the only right. time that I have to fight that urge, you know, to run over there. I don't know if your son's like this, but my kid's like a cat, where she's great at climbing up something and not so great at coming back down. Yeah. Right? And I, I, I mean, the thing Unless I always say... there's a slide loves- involved. Well, but like a tree. She really likes climbing trees no, now. No, and, no, no, and no, there's no climbing trees. <laughs> but then she'll she'll get up pretty high. She'll get up to like just like over my head, and and she'll not get not panic exactly, but she'll look. Like, I can't get down. I can't get down. And I'm like, well, honey, first of all, don't panic. Like the main thing to remember is as soon as you start feeling a situation, it's important to try not to panic. To remember where you are, remember where your hands and feet are, and think about where your head is. Like, don't panic. There's nothing that's ever made better by panicking. And uh, but then I ended up taking her down. <laughs> She'll figure it out eventually. But I think that's a good rule of thumb: is if you can't climb down, you probably shouldn't climb up. It's it's an it's an equivalent skill to have, and it's why cats are not particularly bright, you know, among other things. Um, but I don't know. It was weird. Like when I when that when that uh, person got kind of huffy and Margaret Dumonty mm. about about the bathroom. Um, I get it. Like I, I've been that person, but like I got a taste of what it's like to have the kid who slaps people. Because I was like, who are you to tell me? My kid just went to the ladies by herself so you can suck a bag of nuts. Like, this kid's awesome. My kid's four and does this. Right. You know, and so, yeah, now all of a sudden it's an achievement for me. And I was a little miffed that somebody would try to, like, you know, judge me on that. But again, every, right? Everybody's got these different little weird hangups and is sensitive about these different things. Eleanor was a late talker. And I think I was a, not sensitive about that, but I always felt like I had to explain. I have to explain. Oh, you know, she doesn't talk much now. Or, you know, Dan, Dan doesn't like to be touched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So no tree climbing. No, See, but no. here's the thing. I'm always speaking. Coach. It's, that's Don't not a rule. That's not a rule. I'm just saying like, he, he's not going to do it. Like he didn't, he doesn't climb trees. I didn't climb trees. Never wanted to try. No. Never liked Kidding. it. I love climbing nope. trees. I was a great tree climber. Mm-hmm. Neat. Good for you. Huh. Yeah, I'm really happy for you. She's got a new thing she does where she gets up on the play store. She does a flip now. One day I, I picked her up at school. She goes, watch this. Watch my famous dangerous trick. She climbs up. That's her phrase for whenever she learns something that's going to worry me. Watch, here's my famous new dangerous trick. She climbs up. On the on the play structure, I hate that phrase. She gets a leg up, she and she she does a flip. She's four, and she like grabs on with her two hands, pulls herself upside down, and flips over. Which I don't remember doing when I was four. I probably did, but the first time she did it, I watched her. The first time she tried it, and did it. I think she did it because I was there, and she came down really hard and hurt her knees a little bit. But as part of that demonstration, she walked it off in a way that she normally would not. Wow, like. Six months or a year ago, if she fell down and hurt her knee, she would look straight at my wife and, and go, you know, do that thing where, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to stand there and go like, get off, get off the play structure, no. like come back down here and play Candyland so I can understand who you are. No, you got to go do that thing. 
And me saying 50 times not to do this thing. It's like you and remember with the kid walking by the fountain or whatever, you're going to, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. You're going to fall. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like a victory for in the same way that you just described. It feels like a victory for me too. When I come home and she's like drawn, uh, like I showed you that picture of like her and me as Cyclops and Nightcrawler. When I come home and see that, that makes me happy because I like the X-Men. I like my kid. I like when she makes me a drawing. But you know, then when she's adding more and more flavor to that, like she's just spelled her friend's name by herself on the card. Well, I could have I sat there next to her and said, don't try that. You might misspell it. Honey, let me let me hold your hand and move it so that you spell this correctly and keep within the lines. Well, it's not her job to do that. It's her job to keep doing it until she does it to her own and other people's satisfaction. And that's my struggle on the on the jungle gym, as we used to call it. Is I, I can't micromanage like how I want how she's going to fall in a way that's convenient for me. Yeah, I have to not worry about it. I guess I don't know. This is boring. Was boring. boring. Our last, last, final, fourth magical fourth I, sponsor. I, I do, but is this, is this boring? Is, is it boring? I got bored, but no, it's pretty cool. Yeah. What? How do you think? Don't ask her. Don't ask her. No, I won't. <sighs> hey Dan, what you talking about? Something you like? I'll tell you about something called Mutual Mobile. These guys are actually hiring. That's what this is all about. Uh, these guys, they they're super passionate about iOS as a platform. They've got a dedicated team that they have dedicated. They have said, "This is our mission. This is our purpose." to conceive, deliver, and support mobile solutions. They work with little brands, big brands, all kinds of brands. But this is the cool thing. They, they're looking to hire. They trust their engineers. That's the thing. That's their, their claim to fame. They give their engineers freedom to make the kind of decisions, technical decisions, by hiring really smart folks, talented folks, bringing them on the team. And at Mutual Mobile, you have the advantage of working alongside their designers who are really, really good, pushing the boundaries of iOS, figuring out how to do different things that other people haven't done before. But the benefits of having a large team, dedicated team, is that if you've got a problem, somebody else may have the experience. They may have already fixed it. They can show you what's going on. They can work with you to figure it out. And the point of this is, yeah, I mean, they've got really cool frameworks. They've got really cool stuff that they've built, but they stay in touch with the iOS community too. They go to meetups. They have uh, hackathons that they host. They're really, really cool. And uh, they're looking for some really great people. So here's what you do. You go to careers.mutualmobile.com. We'll have a link in the show notes. Slash uh, 5 by 5 Careers.mutualmobile.com slash 5 by 5 Go there. Check it out. They're hiring. If, you have, if you're an iOS developer, you want to work with some really smart, talented developers, it's a place to go. Link is in the show notes on the site. Check it out. Really great folks. Love their site too. Clean, simple. I'm there right now. I'm looking to see if I can get one of these jobs. A lot of stuff in Austin. Are they they got Austin. Austin. They got Austin and, and uh, they got some places in India. So either one. But Austin's, phew, it's the best place. I don't have any Tell you what, skills. after hanging out in New York for a week, you come back to Austin, you're like, man, I'm glad I live there. Funny? No offense. No offense, New York. But like getting out, walking off the plane here, despite the humidity, was like, so glad to be back here. Woo! It took me four hours. It took me four hours to buy ibuprofen one day in Manhattan. It took me two hours. I'm surprised you got any. They usually only give you one at a time there. So many people. So many people. Oh, in the bathrooms. Ooh. Awful. The best bathroom. The best bathroom that that I went to over there in in New York was only slightly better than the worst bathroom I've ever been to in Austin. They feel that way about pizza. We had some pizza. We had pizza. Everywhere we go. 
everywhere we go, the pizza is not as good. Mm-hmm. It's, as the, it water. Is it's, the, it's water. the water. It's the water. We got to ship the water, and even then, it's not the same. Right. It's not the same accent. The other ones you couldn't even sit in. <laughs> watch the wall. What is it? Watch, watch the wall. Watch the wall with the rock. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's an interesting bit of uh, unintentional uh, synchronicity that this was something we talked about on the uh, on that Roderick on the line. Because uh, are you still I doing that show? Is that still around? I thought you. Oh, by the way, thanks for that tardy intro while I was in Brooklyn too. You know what I'm talking about. Wow. Wow. Did it occur to you? Has it ever occurred to you <laughs> that it? I had that maybe that was not? Wow. wow. Have you ever had a single moment's thought about my responsibilities? Have you? you know, I don't. I don't. I haven't memorized it yet. I did download it to try and, and and memorize it for you. I went and got the script. Oh, where is it? Where is it? I got nothing. I'm tired, Dan. It's it's early here. It's not as early now. It's hard. It's hard. You got to. You know. You gotta. You gotta get your kid ready. You gotta. You gotta show them how to fight before school. You gotta take them out, drop them off the play structure. I don't like all the new words for things, Dan. I don't like them at all. Hmm. Hmm. I think this is important though, because the the uh like we're saying on on the other show, you know, um you know what I'm saying about how you get measured from early on. It's it's also weird how the way they measure them is they lay them down on a mm-hmm. on a little piece of paper and they mark where the head is and they stretch the feet out and they mark where the feet is, and then they measure the lines from the between the lines. They don't actually try to measure the, still, the child. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but um, just saying. What you you seen the wire? No, not yet. I have it. I have this first season. I haven't watched it. There's a um, in the very first scene. Don't ruin it. No, all I'm gonna say is don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. There's a character that they mention. Name ruin character. I don't want to hear anything about it. You're going to ruin it. Stop it. It's not, it's not boogie. I'm going to button this up. Uh, sure. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.